This is No Starving Artist Podcast. I'm Anisa Benitez, your host and fellow creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, mentally and spiritually, as we all deserve a successful creative life. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is about creating time for solitude and self-reflection. Unlike during the pandemic, where 2020 was quiet outside of my home, 2021 is quite the opposite. It's a very busy season in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm in Minneapolis now. Maybe you're also experiencing activities, maybe it's friends, family, partners, children, outdoor events, more that you want to prioritize. With that becoming more competing with your time, solitude can definitely become less a part of life. However, solitude is such a rejuvenator for creativity, for feeling a sense of personal power, for affirming that what you want in your creative endeavors is possible. So I think when we spend this time in solitude away from others, we can experience changes to our self-concept of our sense of self. This time for solitude provides more time for contemplation, more space for growth and truly feeling what we feel, more time for spirituality, self-examination, creative expansion. So it deserves to be a place in our lives, especially because it's not normalized. So today will be about holding time for that. Our agenda for the episode is first how this topic became relevant to me along this creative journey. Second, five ways to create more solitude in your life. And last but not least, we'll end on a bit of meditation. I like to call these meditations, though they are really just catalysts for more mindfulness that can be applied to many points in life as it is quite brief. Finally, if you've been enjoying this podcast, getting value from it, your support through rating on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review makes the biggest difference. You can also share on social. I always appreciate that and happy to reshare as this podcast is made possible to grow by you. Uh, Last but not least, yeah, I'll be taking a summer break. I'm looking forward to that. Next podcast episode will be August 1st after this one. But overarchingly, it's just been a little bit more hectic than I expected and I've so so appreciated solitude and i'm going to make more of a conscious effort for that for holding boundaries and being alone because it has to be intentional again who knew without further ado let's get into it in Minnesota visiting some dear friends from college here in the Midwest specifically in Minneapolis which is a small and slow city in my opinion especially relative to New York City being here feels like being on the countryside in comparison there's parks and lakes it's sunny it's not too hot it's not too humid and it would feel maybe a bit more upbeat if There wasn't also a lot of devastation and rebuilding and healing that the city is going through given a lot of the Black Lives Matter 
protest disruption, a lot of the police shootings. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of tensions in the city, though being here is a little bit of a mixed bag for me also because my friend is grieving the loss of her mother and I'm staying in her mom's apartment, which is where I'm currently recording from this week. I've been enjoying having the whole apartment to myself. I'm currently working in an office because there is a, both a bedroom and an office, which is great, and a living room and a dining room. I wake up to the sound of birds chirping. I sit with tea on the balcony. I've been reading before bed, taking many long walks in nature with my friend, and did a day-long hike in Wisconsin, paired with swimming with another friend. But I've also had a lot of alone time, too, for solo hikes, for meditation, for everything that I've listed previously, and it's been soul-nourishing to really be in quiet the type of quiet where it's not like oh it was quiet for a second until the ambulance passed by and then my neighbor started playing music which is quiet in brooklyn but quiet here really means hearing crickets and blades of grass uh, wind passing through the shutters <laughs> yeah a lot of things like that gives perspective to be in quiet and be away from a lot of matters of the heart that are going down in New York City. My heart is feeling healed and being here. I'm feeling whole uh, and it's hitting the spot. My current read is not our culture wreck, but it's been a very yummy one to read before bed because it's fun and playful. It's called The Unexpected Joy of Being Single by Katherine Gray. In it, she covers her love addiction. It's a bit of a memoir with a lot of self-help elements added in as she dissects the ways that we've been conditioned to seek love outside of ourselves, postponing a lot of desires and dreams and things until partnership, until family, until XYZ milestone, which is very relevant to uh, the way that we think around creative journey. It's a very comedic book, hard-hitting, and she cites a lot of psychology books that I've also read. Ultimately, I mention it because, yeah, regardless of whether you're single or not, we are not educated on the joy of being in solitude, especially up to a point. I think solitude and partying is like a 20-something-year-old thing that's promoted and romanticized, but really, like, the solitude of being an individual in your own body for this entire lifetime. Uh, I think there's a lot of room for more books, a lot more education to come out on that, especially given that's becoming more common. So with this book, a lot of the emphasis on the value of continuing to invest in your wholeness and who you are for a lifetime was valuable for me to hear. This is a part of the book that hit me because along our creative journeys, it's common to fixate on a future state, on a big win, on external recognition. And it's important to take these moments to clean our slate. Clean our slate again and again and again and again and see how it feels in our present moment to evaluate what's going on presently around us 
to get more intuitive because we can be very externally conscious of the way that our work might be perceived, the way we might be perceived, if we can market or angle ourselves this way and that way. An example of this for me was, for instance, I'm externally conscious of timing in regards to writing books. I'd like to start writing books. External conscious me says I'd, I want to start writing books, but I shouldn't start writing books. It's a little too soon to start writing books. I'm still a young person. Nobody really cares about me yet as a person externally. I already have a podcast too. This is an outlet where we get to have an exchange. You get to learn about me and I get to share some personal stuff in addition to some value, mindfulness, wellness. Nisa, you're not a name. You haven't done anything notable that you can capitalize on. That's a good marketing angle for you to get a good publisher. It'd much, be much easier for you to get book deals once you're out there, really out there. You don't even know what you want to write about yet. Once you have a bird's eye view, a little more space, a little more distance, then you can start writing your book and see how the full picture looks right now you're just kind of in it you're not there yet so that's external conscious me internal me says I don't care I'm gonna start writing a book <laughs> also just like with writing a book whatever you are creating whatever your creative endeavor is wants whatever desires it's just something that can be started we can begin at the starting point but often we're at the starting point and trying to forecast the end point. I'm not publishing. I'm not interested in publishing at this moment. I'm just interested in exploring writing right now. So why would I stop myself from really writing? Because of all those external things that I mentioned previously. But when it comes down to it, with our creative endeavors, why do we stop ourselves from starting? Because we're not where we want to be. The root of that is usually fear. We have a fear of failure, we have a fear of disappointment, we have a fear of embarrassment, etc. So it takes being quiet in solitude and away from the loudness of external voices, our own inner critic, to sometimes hear our inner voice, which speaks with love and simply says that it would be exciting. Let's try it. Solitude helps us hear that voice, and that's our greatest guide. Next segment will be on the five ways to create more solitude. A quickie of habits that you can incorporate into your lifestyle, just little reminders. Basically, how I've spent this last week in Minnesota, and it's been great. So, let's get into that. Our source for these five ways to create solitude uh, is from The Minimalists. I like The Minimalists blog website now. They're more official. Uh, and I return to them often because they're very accessible. So the first on this list, which I've been so loving, is to wake up early. Wake up early, wake up with the sun, wake up before other people in your home wake up maybe. 
because they might be competing with your time once you actually are up. So how can you make the time to maybe go to bed early, but also wake up early so you have quiet? Waking up early allows us to wake up slowly, to take our time, to think, to meditate, to tune into ourselves. Maybe you do morning pages. I love morning pages. If you haven't read The Artist's Way, um, that's a great one to visit. But how can you wake up with less technology, with less distractions, with no TV, no radio, no clocks, no noise, just with space to feel, just with peace? So first, wake up early. Two, schedule time to read. Huh. Yeah, reading is just a really powerful way to take in stories because it activates our imagination. It really invites us to create a world, especially literary fiction. I tend to read a lot of nonfiction, and even still, I see my mind being so activated and creating vividness that a movie or film would, you know, make explicit for me. It wouldn't allow me that level of imagination. So just taking the time for our thoughts and imagining the characters or the story or putting yourself in the position of the writer themselves can be a really beautiful thing. Three, go for a walk. Walking is great. Walking gives uninterrupted time to think. It gives space to see ourselves. I've been really enjoying beauty of seeing the clouds here which are so puffy there's also so much sky not being by skyscrapers or high buildings it's like wow gorgeous space to look at your thoughts your emotions just a 15 minute walk maybe instead of a drive that's more engaged and you're not given the room to think so much how can you really just sit under those clouds and take in your thoughts be with yourself number four exercise which is a great way to wake up wake up and go what i love about exercising first thing in the morning whether you do dancing or a little ab workout or you go and do push-ups and squats and whatever else i like to get into my body and do a lot of sequencing just counting and it helps me count on my breath so if I'm doing 20 squats, inhaling and exhaling, and I'm counting my inhales and exhales, and that's all my mind's focused on, rather than what I need to do today, who said what yesterday, just really tuning into the present moment and back into our bodies is a valuable way to really be at peace with our solitude. Number five is getting rid of distractions. Maybe number five, you anticipated being around making the time to be alone and that's the obvious one of course but there's a lot of time that we tend to have in our days which goes towards things that might distract us whether it's social media or tv or checking emails or small talk with a random neighbor or anything else truly anything else how can you focus on reducing that from your life and having a little more space for openness so that you can have the intentional solo time. And that's it. 
simple things, waking up early, scheduling time to read, going for a walk, exercising, getting rid of distractions, things that we can remember to integrate into our lifestyle to make space for solitude, which is where magic happens, where we connect more with our intuition and our inner power. So with that, let's get into our meditation. My favorite way to get to that quiet inner voice is definitely through this practice. And in this meditation, I think it's a nice one that I recently made up, um, but will serve us in evaluating our external and internal states and moving from both. comfortable seated position maybe on a chair maybe on a cushion maybe sitting cross-legged lotus maybe today's a day you really want to be lying down Shavasana. in alignment wherever you are begin by taking your first deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth Closing your eyes. Again, breathing in through your nose. And exhaling through your mouth. Notice how your chest rises and falls with each inhale and exhale. See if you can extend each, extend your inhale, and extend your exhale. Take a deep inhale for one, two, three, four, hold that breath, one, two, three, Four and exhale for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Again, inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. And exhale. One, two, three, four, five, six. Allow your breath to continue deepening. Whether you're holding it at the top or you're allowing it to release, see how it feels to do one of each. from your chest falling notice how your belly rises and falls with each breath tune into your throat if it's softened and taking these breaths tune into your shoulders if they've fallen down and taking these deeper breaths they're sitting a little longer. 
lower. If your neck feels elongated. And when you're ready, shift your attention to outside of you with your eyes remaining closed. Take a deep breath and tune into the sound of breathing, the sound of your environment, whether it's somebody walking in the room next to you, whether it's birds in the distance, any subtlety that you can pick up, give it notice. your attention on these sounds. Let's return again to bring our awareness back into our bodies. Tuning out the external sounds and returning back to the feeling, the sensation of being inside ourselves. The feeling air, fresh oxygen, Fill your lungs, what it feels like to exhale. Continuing to take deep breaths while feeling your internal state. Maybe doing a quick body scan from the top of your head to your toes and feeling that as you breathe deeply all the parts of your body and how deeper breaths soothe them Take one more minute here before tuning externally. same sounds still there. Can you hear them more loudly now that you're giving them attention? Can you hear your breath more loudly now that you're giving it attention? Are there new sounds in the environment? Maybe kids playing in the distance, car passing, 
what new sounds are around you beyond the sound of your breath. finally we'll return back to our breath and the internal state understanding how it feels again as we breathe together now inhaling for one two three four and exhaling one two three four five six again inhale one two extend longer than our inhale, noticing how that affects us. In life, no matter the busyness around us, we can take the time to tune into our internal state. The better that we get at toggling between these states of what's external to us versus what is internal, the better we get at gauging how we feel in a given moment. When information is being communicated to us, when events are taking place, our internal state has a response. And sometimes we really need the quiet to get a sense of how we're feeling of our emotional state. And as we get better at tuning into ourselves, sometimes we don't need to be in complete solitude to still hear our inner voice. But it doesn't hurt to do so, to really take the space back in. Your inner voice is definitely a strong one and it deserves to be listened to in the same way you deserve to listen to yourself. That's our intuition and that's the voice that comes out and is amplified in solitude and silence. So paying that voice attention, being compassionate to ourselves when we don't hear that. It's part of the journey. Let's take final deep breaths. Deep breath, maybe. And bring your awareness back to the space around you. Now opening your eyes. Maybe raising your hands above your head. (laughs) Stretching out. 
But I thank you so much for taking the time to tune into yourself and for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful to be along this creative journey. I will definitely miss you all during this summer of solitude of July, but I'll be back. If you've been enjoying this podcast, definitely share it. We have 79 episodes out, and hopefully one is relevant to someone. You can find me on in, at Anissa Benitez on Instagram, where I'll definitely be updating on my life and summer journey, so we can stay in touch. You are no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be learning and growing and learning to enjoy being whole with you. I appreciate you.